millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel really fancy today because Emma, as she vapes. Emma is up. basically treating me like Amy Huberman <laughs> because you've come directly, just like you did with Amy, you've come yes. directly from the gym. I can smell you from here. It's had a while to ferment. Like I did a few bits and then came here. Joe, I spilled chocolate milk. It was, it's a bad stuff. It's you a bad. smell lovely. I spilled chocolate milk on my feet. Milk feet. Milk feet. It looks like you're just, you, like your fake tan has just come off. Of yeah, you but you know, at this stage now, I have a gig tonight and I'll share for that. This is like, I'm just going to sit in this now for the rest of the day. This is how comfortable we've gotten with each other. I don't yeah, even yeah. deserve a shower anymore. It was just a time, get, time I, get away. I have to tell you now, um, your washing up powder smells oh, yeah. lovely. Does it? What's that now? It's bold. The, cap, the capsules. Non-bio or bio. The capsules. Oh, be careful now. They're plastic capsules. People will be on it. But they disintegrate, don't they? <laughs> no, these do disintegrate. Microplastics everywhere. Oh, God, you're killing all the fish. It's terrible, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> I don't, I haven't even been, look, I haven't even been putting washing on the line. I don't have a line anymore. I use the tumble dryer every day. And I don't tell everyone about that. Audible gas. That's our one luxury. No errors. You I'm have... telling you, go to the dark side. Fuck your errors out and get rid of your washing lines. All Irish people think if they whack on the tumble dryer every day, that it's going to be like a two grand bill at the end of the month. It's not. It's a fucking, people have been spoofing you about this because they want to keep you in your place and keep you busy putting clothes on errors. Fuck it in the tumble dryer, lads. Can you remember when mobile phones kind of first started? And mm-hmm. this was certainly a thing from my mother. She thought that if you talked for over 59 seconds, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you'd get charged five euro for every single bit you were on. Yeah. So there would be a countdown. I'd be like, she's on about 40 seconds now. And she'd just hang up on you at any time. She'd have to get everything in. She'd time it. Oh, she was gone she after knew. the minute. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that's what I think. That we think in Ireland that tumble as soon as you put a tumble dryer on, yeah, they go, oh, electric Ireland's going, put on the, yeah, like an alarm on, goes up. Oh, up. yeah, yeah, that yeah. there's like a bat signal going. Tumble dryer's on at number fifty nine. Add an extra twenty euro onto that bill right now. Yeah, every single time they use it, they start sparking up cigars and like you see me rolling, <laughs> whack on the tumble dryer. Um, don't though, because it is bad for the environment when you have a perfectly good. Well, what about your mental health and fucking around with an error for the whole week? I, I'll move I'll move those knickers up now because they're <laughs> dry, but the jeans aren't dry yet. I'm going to move it around. Oh, fuck, they're coming over. Hide the error. Bring the error back down. They've left the house now. Move the stuff around the error. Are you and talking about a clothes rail? An error. A clothes rail is a clothes rail. An clothes error is what, an error. What the hell do I call them? An clothes error. Dryer. No, the clothes dryer. They're not an error. It's an error. 
it's not an error. It's a clothes rack. It's, I'm not doing this on purpose. You're airing your clothes. It's an error. But it's not an, it, the noun isn't an error. It is 100%. It's an it's, error. We're not doing this again. We're not spending a whole time no, no, disagreeing. It's an error, but they're totally, oh, put the It's a clothes horse. Clothes horse. Clothes horse. It's a clothes horse. You put your clothes on the clothes horse to air them. No, clothes horse is different. Clothes it's not. horse is something that you just put your clothes on when you like the, you wore the jeans today, but you'll wear them again tomorrow. It's an error. What is wrong with your life? That is not a thing. You, If you've worn the jeans today, you take them off, you fold them up and you put them back in your wardrobe. But you might wear them again tomorrow. You can wear them again tomorrow. You can just take them out of your wardrobe again. And put them on the clothes horse. What do you think is the difference between a clothes horse and, as you call it, I have st- an error? I have started this, right? So I'm not fucking going whack now. It's an error. <laughs> that is not the noun. Also, you've got a back garden. Do you not? So we've been using our clothes horse. You know the way I've got that patch of concrete out the back yeah, door yeah. where we keep the bin. Yeah. I also put my clothes horse out there. And the smell of it being outside. Just around a few bees. No, like a, but does it not feel? No, this, this is pure Elwyn territory. This is something a man would say. That it no, this is, not, this is not a cultural, being cultural bluff. Dried outside. There's nothing like clothes dried in the tumble dryer because they are so dry. Look, you put it they're on. They're so dry. Okay, look. Sorry, are you trying to tell me that the clothes from the top, they're more dry yeah. than clothes that you get from the line? 100%. Okay, what before we get started, can I just say this? And I'll, cl- I'll call it a clothes horse for the benefit of this. <laughs> oh, clothes. sorry, you're doing it for why? Just benefit of you, right? <laughs> You put clothes on the clothes horse, right? Then you've got to fuck them around because certain things are getting dry before other things. Then you're like checking on them. You're feeling them. You're doing all this stuff. Then you fold them up. Then you put them in the hot press. Then you take them out of the hot press. Do you start ironing them now as well and then put them away? Do you know what happens when you have a tumble dryer? You wash your clothes and you fuck them in the tumble dryer. Job done. You don't have to iron? No. And that's it. Why do they come out wrinkle free? Most of them. Also, <laughs> what you can see do. Her face. She also, is just, no, she is just. She's got her chin out, and she's like, "I am just going for. I'm just. I'm barreling through this. No logic is going to pull me aside. No, this is what I'm doing." What you can do if you have a shirt or whatever that needs to be ironed, you put it in the tumble drawer with an ice cube, comes out wrinkle free. Oh, someone has been watching TikTok. <laughs> I'm doing it years. Are you doing it? Because are you, sorry, sorry. the ironing board is so annoying to take out. Are you doing it years? Yeah, well, on a promise about that. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're on a promise about that. I'm on Love a promise. You. Shane, you're getting <laughs> sex later on tonight. I'm just trying to give people their lives back. Just use the tumble dryer. See, you, but for those of us who don't have a tumble dryer, nor do you know that we went to view one house Yes. And I was walking around and I was like, but where's the hot press? Where is it? And then he's like, there has to be a hot press. Where is the, where is yeah. the hot press? We dream of a hot press. We dream of going to know what? We'll put it in the hot press. This is like, that would be, that, that would be luxury. That That's would be living like J-Lo for me. Having a hot press to so put So where is your hot press now? My radiator. Know. Okay. So it's just stuff on top of it. There is no hot press. There is nothing like See, that. See, is that any way to live? No, it's not. I fully agree. It is absolutely no way to live. Okay. But I also can't pay a million euro but just not. to get a hot press. It's not though. What? Well, no, a hot press is a million euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just think everyone go for it. Destroy get the planet with your, because you're destroying the planet. It's Ireland. If you live in a hot country, yeah, that's a bit scabby. But if you're in Ireland... And it's raining most of the time. Uh, girl. You've got to live. You can't be, you can't be in work at two o'clock going, oh, fuck, the washing's out on the line. Like, it's just no way to live. Do you know how exciting that was last week? I had the clothes, I was on the phone. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I had the clothes outside and it started to rain. I was like, oh my God, the clothes are outside. I haven't had to do that in years. I was like, this is so amazing. I love it. So was there a hot press in the house you were looking at? Um, but the last two there was no hot press I was like where the f- who are these people are these oh. houses shipped in from for, are, from what land doesn't have hot press I say they rarely get asked that when they're 
going around like house viewing. I would stare and go, Where, Kate, where's, where's the, the hot press? press? Where's the hot press? She was like, oh, right. There was no hot press. Animals. Absolute animals. Oh, okay. Did also, I learned, we all have that friend who's good at the old packing and the organizing of their wardrobe and, you know, that, yeah. that person. Yes, yeah. And the other day, she was saying, oh, yeah, sure, I've got everything ready for the holiday. They're they're all done in the tissue with paper as well. I was like, sorry? Right. She was like, you know, the, the paper, the clothes paper. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, when you go to like Brown Thomas or Marks and Spencer's, do they do it at Marks and Spencer's? No, they don't. Massimo Dude or whatever. Yeah. When they fold it in that paper. Yeah. That's to stop clothes wrinkling. So she puts... That paper between all her clothes when she goes on holiday. So when she takes it out of the bag, no. it's not wrinkled. No. I no. blew my mind. Now, are you just saying no because that's too much effort? I, yeah, I just feel like you need to start masturbating or something because it's that's too much effort. But it's what she enjoys. Where's the paper for the bag? She, and she has a place where she keeps the paper for the bag. No. What does she do? What like, she, what's her job? She's in the corporate world. Okay. Yeah. Does she have kids, partner? What's going on? She's got a partner, yeah. She's yeah. got hobbies? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Is she medicated? <laughs> it's just like... But one of her hobbies Do you know what is, I find is if you go on holidays, uh, do you know what I find is really good if your clothes are a bit wrinkled? Have a drink. Because when you have a drink, you're just like, who fucking cares? That's why she doesn't drink, does she? She drinks a lot. Does she? I just think she's a very put together. She's a Jesus, she okay? <laughs> you're saying she drinks a lot. She must be fucked. I think you know her. She's she's just one of these people who's really into Okay, she's clothes. one of these people for certain things certain niche things she has her shit together Just, i'm that person yeah there's certain niche things people are like that's fucking really impressive and then everything else is allowed to shine like the, is she one of them yeah 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 that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm on board now very much has i her. thought if like no if that's the way she lives her whole fucking life if she has tea towels color coordinator or something i'm just like oh, for fuck's sake no no but no if she just has the packing down this is her thing because she's, she's like, I'm going on a bender. She's all excited. She wants to have the full, the full build up. She's making the whole thing last longer because she's putting paper between all the clothes. <laughs> I thought she's it was tipping away. Da, but da, I didn't know da. what it was for. So whenever no, I buy. I just thought it was for wrapping that it was kind of I, pleasing I, to the eye. So whenever I buy stuff yeah. in a shop that has the paper, I'm like, the pa- I don't want the paper. Like, oh, so, okay. From an yeah, environmental no, point of view, I'm like, we don't need the paper. But how does it do, How? How does paper stop things wrinkling? Listen, get on TikTok after this and I'm sure it'll be a whole new world. You can't even be bothered showering. so That's not going to be a thing. Don't worry about it. Hello and welcome to another thing. My name is Maureen O'Connell. I'm Emma Jordan. And this is the podcast where we contribute to, but not add any value to the conversation. Nothing. That is our mission statement mm-hmm. uh, so today to it. we're just going to talk about casual sexual assault that yes point. we are i think look it's good to talk about let's be let's be real about it, it so good to talk about if anyone follows me on instagram they may know that I put up a post last week and it was just something that popped into my head when I saw a picture mm-hmm. and it was a picture from VIP magazine where I'm sitting on a ledge outside okay. on, on a on a street. Yeah. And when we were taking that picture, a fella had come up and pinched my bum. We all started laughing because we assumed that it was someone that we knew. Yes. And when it's someone that you know, you're like totally grand, fine. Yeah. Uh, you're friendly with them. Yeah. So this was a complete stranger. He kept on walking on. And me, as a middle-aged woman, I sat there and I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I honestly froze and I was embarrassed. And I looked around at everyone else. And then they were kind of all, did that. There was tourists walking down the road laughing. And the next thing, he was American. And he was like, oh my God, do you do you know that man? And I was like, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like I was speaking really weirdly. Mm. And he was like, oh my God. And then everyone realized, they were like, did that really just happen? Yeah. And I am not. Come here to me. I'm not fucking traumatized over someone pinching my bottom. But I got yeah. home. 
and I told himself and he was raging like he was properly angry yeah because he's like if you don't say anything if you don't do anything if you don't think this is a big deal it gets worse and worse and worse and he was like in society we all have a social contract where you have to say that's not right he was like I would have gone after that fellow would take his picture and I would have gone to guards yeah I was like okay that's what you would and I just froze and then I just felt like an asshole because it's not about that. It's the fact I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. And yeah. I'd be worried that something would happen to someone with me. And what am I going to do? Not say anything? Go, that's not right. That's not cool. You can't do that. I felt like a dickhead for freezing and not doing anything. I'm really disappointed in my response. So I think there's a couple of things there because I don't know if it was the same for you, but when we were growing up and if there was people, I remember I talked about this on here before about like the endless flashers I saw as a teenager in Rathfarnham uh, in Rathfarnham endless and at the time we were all told that the general thing was it's it's harmless he's harmless it's harmless yes you know it's kind of annoying but like ah oh, look I wouldn't you know wouldn't worry about a thing don't make a fuss yeah it was just like uh you know don't be he's he, the kind of thing was oh he's just a feckin idiot like don't you know don't be worrying about it or whatever and then obviously um there's like you know research later on that mostly people who do that kind of thing or whatever and like the casual sexual assault like it escalates Can I say, yeah. then i think say you so you still have the hangover of that because that's what you were taught growing up. So things that you're taught when you're growing up, it's very hard. Even though you think you're totally, you know, open-minded individual, you still have all that stuff that you grew up with. And it is specific to, I would say there's an awful lot of girls. Like yes. it's sort of an industry, it's conditioning to be, don't make a fuss, it's no big deal. And then as you become a teenager, it's like, you just don't get the joke. God, yeah. she's, she's minus crack. She doesn't get the job. And there is a thing that if you don't kick up a fuss, and we all know this because like we've all been in the experience where you feel safer if you downplay it because you don't know what that person is like or what's going to anger them. So like you feel like if you kind of make yourself small and downplay it, it usually is the safer option. So then there's the thing about speaking up. I totally get that part of it as well. But then there's this cultural thing that it's like, well, the onus has been put back onto the woman to do something about it, that it's now her responsibility mm-hmm. to take take charge of that situation. Whereas if you've gone through something, and obviously there's a huge scale of all these things, but if you've experienced something at the minimal, something that's kind of like uh, spooked you or questioned your own, uh, you know, privacy within your own kind of invisible mm. barrier of yourself. If that's been broken in a situation where you weren't expect like weren't expecting it to be or whatever, mm. it can take you a bit of time to like mm. do something about it. So when I was younger and that stuff happened, uh now, there was definitely experiences where I was like ooh, a bit freaked out, but like there was stuff with friends that we all kind of laughed off on whatever we thought was fine. And then after lockdown, I remember being in town and I hadn't been in town really since lockdown. And I'm always like, I would have been at the stage, I'd be in town like five nights a week or whatever yeah. gigging. So I felt very like safe in Dublin. The only thing I would have done was I would have been conscious. So you get, you know, the way you just smell something in the air. And I would put my hood up. Yeah. So I know a lot of time people will see me around and I look like a little fucking leprechaun because I'm sure yeah. I have the head. But it's a conscious you do thing. Dude, like a 14 year old boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. I want people to not be able to see straight away whether I'm male or female. And it's just, oh, youth, stay away from them. Yeah. And so it's just like a, a reflex thing in certain situations in town. I'll just pop the hood up and kind of like uh, vape profusely and just kind of have have a little bit of a shape walk that it's not like you know it's your hedgehogging this is your hedgehogging totally mm. and i'm not i'm saying goodbye to posture and uh, you know what i mean yeah i'm carrying myself in a different way but uh, anyway so i was like going back to my car and um a flasher came out to me he just he 
what he jumped towards me so I actually jumped out onto the road and he started masturbating towards me and I was like oh my sweet Jesus Jesus Christ and then uh I think I can't remember exactly up behind me or something uh because you know the way you think and this is what all people think that they will react a certain way in yeah. a situation because of course I could have like uh like shouted or you yeah. know what I mean but uh, of course you just feel yourself like freezing and I saw two guards and I was like, oh, now I'm going to do the right thing. And I told them and I gave a description of the man. And I like, I will be honest with this. I was proper fucking spooked now. Yeah. Like I was rattled. And now the guards are very nice and all that. But they said to me, oh, we'll go and have a look for him. And then I was left and I was really, really nervous about walking back to my car. And I 100% had the keys in my hand. Yeah. And I was checking over my shoulder so much. So sometimes even when you do have the wherewithal or the, you know, to do something about it immediately. Mm. It would have been nice if the guards had just walked you to your car. To know that you were terrified. I was very nervous. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, but, but I can't, you can't articulate, you can't, you don't have the wherewithal in those moments to like articulate what you need. Yeah. You know, and you're trying, you don't, you don't you exactly trying to make sure that other people around you, because you're like in a professional setting as well. Oh yeah. I was making sure they were okay. I was like, come on, let's go. We've got work to do. Let's go. You don't want them to feel uncomfortable. No, didn't want them to feel. And yeah. as you said, this is a scale. There are such horrific things that happen. Yeah. Two people, regardless of gender, we we all know that. Yeah. And it's it's awful. But the kind of microaggressions that we put up with, it, it leads to a culture of going, Oh, it's fine. Don't mm. be don't be hysterical. Oh, that woman's hysterical. She doesn't get the joke. Why is she making such a fuss? Yeah. It's no big deal. Because it's no big deal for the other people. It's no big deal for, for them. And if we are talking about, you know, hashtag not all men. But, you know, every woman. Yeah. Uh, you kind of want those partners in society that will step in and go, sorry, dude, that's not okay. You can't do that. You know, when you're younger and you're hanging around with a couple of guys and you think that you're all equal. Mm. This is one thing that a lot of this brought up. You think that you're all equal. You're all mates. It's all good. And then that day that one of them slaps you on the ass and they all laugh. And you're sitting there going, oh, you view me in a totally different way to what I was viewing you as. Yeah. We're not this great friends. I'm, you view me as other. And mm. I'm the one that you can take the piss out of. And I'm not, you don't feel I'm as equal to you. And that's the sort of thing that are really, that you're kind of sitting there going, oh, so the world isn't equal. Those little things you realize when you're young. It's really yeah. shit. And then when you move on to, like, who hasn't had it? If you wore a skirt when you were in your late teens, early 20s, and you're mm. walking through a pub, and this is one thing that I got on Instagram, but even talking to my own, my friends, we've talked about this a yeah. lot over the years, is, you know, the lads putting the hand up the skirt? Yeah. Sometimes moving aside the knickers and going actually up. That's the thing that happened to, I think it's happened to about 80% at least of my friends. I know three people who do not wear skirts to this day because of that happening to them. When they were walking through yeah. a pub. And you're, I, I remember it happening viscerally to a friend of mine once because he went up inside her, inside her. As she was walking through a crowded pub, she couldn't move. Her boyfriend was two people ahead. Of, she was like, how is this happening mm. when he's two people ahead of us? And she was terrified. And I remember her coming up and she didn't say anything for a few days. Yeah. And we were all like, sorry, what? Like up inside her. Mm. She's walking through a pub. And these are things she didn't tell that many people. Yeah. But as you said, not only Spoot, like she was, she was all over the place after that. Like really all over the place about that. Yeah. And it's just a real violation and there's no need for it. Like there's no need for it. And I think I know, like it certainly happened to me walking through pubs and some fella thinking that he can just put his hand up your skirt. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Where do you learn that you can do that? It's At a house know. party, going to sleep in a room. And a fella coming into the bed and putting his hands on you and you don't even know who they are. Mm. Like that's happened. These are all things that we've downplayed and minimized yeah. so much. 
as younger people and now sitting yeah. there and we're all like if you find out that it happened to someone that you knew now like my niece your daughter yeah you'd lose your life do you feel like that incident like actually brought up those things it brought it yeah Did it? yeah and never doing anything that's what it brought up yeah the fact that I just sat there and didn't say anything that's why I'm annoyed about it mm-hmm. because there's obviously the fight flight fight or flight mode yeah which is often taken there's there's now this new training for Gardaí because often it has been if you didn't try to run away or if you didn't fight back then it's not sexual assault or rape that's mm-hmm. kind of what the mindset that has been globally when it comes to rape before she didn't fight back she must have wanted it mm. where it's fight flight freeze fawn flop they're kind of the five responses now so obviously fight or flight okay. we know what that is yeah freeze you've had that as a guy stood out and masturbated in front of you towards me it was very do you know towards what you. it was so Talk um, about he multitasked he was perambulating and masturbating at the same time hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And he was trying to pull off the Matt Damon was, wasn't doing it. He was, it was just, he was, the energy off him was so aggressive. Yeah. That's what yeah. really threw me. Because I've met other people before where it's been like when obviously when I was a kid, when I was younger and, it, you know, it was kind of that vibe of I'm saying, like, looking back, the vibe that I was getting often was OK, you know, like I wasn't uh, scared. My yeah. it, it was just a different like demeanor. Certainly when yeah. I look back at it and I think about it, it wasn't good. But like that one, I was scared. But I mean, I don't know what you do. Like, I know, say, like Ella works in a pub now and say from when we were younger and like most of us would have worked in pubs. I do feel like that environment is slightly different in terms of like, you know, people working in a service industry and having to talk to customers. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, okay, maybe that's kind of mm. um, moved on. But I am already thinking about, and not just now, like for a long time, about how I will like best educate my sons. Because obviously you don't want to be this, you don't want to have this thing of like, you're oh, a natural predator. Son. This is within you. Of yeah. course you don't want <laughs> oh, to. But, and you don't want the other side of my son wouldn't do anything. And Exactly. Or, because everyone is somebody's fucking son. Yeah. You know, and the boys will be boys thing just has to go. That's oh, it's not a God, thing. Yeah, That's yeah. a culture of she doesn't get the joke. Yeah. That's a culture of she's making a big deal out of nothing. Mm-hmm. She's minus crack. That just has to stop. Yeah. No, we don't get the joke when you walk up and I don't know who you are and you grab my boot and, and I any of the people that were there on the day, have they like checked in about yeah. that or yeah. And just kind of going, I still can't believe that. Just going, yeah. I still can't believe that. So we've got like, there's a picture, but it's a picture just of his hand. Okay. Going in. And I can't write Listen, it's not the action. It's not. It's I know. I didn't I do know. anything. Yeah, I'm just pissed yeah, off. And I know yeah. there's people like this one's making a big deal out of nothing. It's just that it brought up of all of these old memories mm-hmm. from like walking home from college and walking home from town one night in college. And a guy came up and he, I remember him asking me how much for a blowjob. And then he curb crawled me like the whole way home. I was an 18 year old. Walking home in a pair of flip flops. 
and he was this owl fella in a Mondeo um, outside the cathedral in Galway. And I was just so freaked out. Like I was freaked out. Of course. I was like, I don't know where to go. And this car wasn't pulling away. He just kept on going beside me. Yeah. So then I kind of went back to Cairo Village a darker way mm-hmm. to get away from him. You know, oh, even though he's in a car, but I'm like, I just don't know what to do here. I'm by myself walking home at half ten at night. Yeah, this should be I'm on a main road in Galway. Mm-hmm. And I think it just brought up a, a, an awful lot of things. And then there's because um, it's a fight, like as we said, fight, flight, freeze. Same as you, like yeah. freeze. The fawn. So this is what people can do in situations where like a woman will be, a person could be attacked, like say about a potential rapist and they will try to, like Stockholm Syndrome is what we essentially think. It's just yeah. really quickly they'll fall over them or oh, you're so lovely or say someone that you know gets into a bed beside you and you don't want anything to happen and, and you try to placate them by fawning over them yeah. to make them stop. And then there's flop where people have an actual physical, their physical response is, is to like faint. Okay. So these, yeah. this is what they're trying to train people in law enforcement yeah. to realize. They're trying to train people of the judiciary to be like, no, no, just because she didn't run away or fight and there's and her fingernails aren't red raw. Mm-hmm. These are the other responses. Or him, we know, and these are responses yeah. to trauma and violent situations, men and women. Yes. And we were talking today on the show to Professor Louise Crowley from UCC, and she's got this bystander intervention program. It's really interesting. Like she's in the UCC rugby oh, club, yeah. she's in the GA club, of being like, what you can do if you see something. Yes. As to how you can help. Because my God, the messages I got. Jesus Christ. Mm. Like it's bad. How about this? Was on a pack Lewis on the way to St. James's A&E for a broken toe. Guy rubbing his very obvious erection against my leg and back. I couldn't move because of my foot. Mm. So I moved back so the people next to me could see what was happening. But they all looked away really quickly. No one wanted to get involved. Yeah. His erection. Lots of stories about penises you being see, flopped f- upon people. Ugh, you see, and the first thing I think, uh, you know, I'm like, I ha- straight away when you were saying that, like an image of that happening to me ha- um, pops into my head. And I want to imagine myself saying something. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Erect Penis. You know, like, but I just know that's not the reality of actually being in that situation. You would react exactly the same way make yourself small try to get away yeah, yeah, and yeah, also yeah. be like can someone else see this yeah but of course no one I'd be, wants to get I'd be on it'd be all um like non-verbal mm-hmm. because I'd be like right that's the the safest thing to do or whatever yeah you know that's how you would react in that situation yeah because what because it is bystand you know those stories of bystanders mm. stepping in yes and then you're like but what's the reaction going to be Am I physically then going to be attacked? Like you can totally you see, understand that. Yeah, because there was actually something I can't remember exactly what the details of it were, but I do remember that I witnessed something between a couple, and I was nearly going to step in or do because I was like getting annoyed with what was going on, but then I watched for a minute, and I, uh, rightly or wrongly, I don't know, but I made the decision. I was like, right, he seems to have um, simmered now and left her alone. And, oh, yes, this is what it was. I remember now. I was at a bus stop. Um, you know, like, say, if you're coming away from town and you're heading towards Whelan's. And there was this guy that was kind of, like, trying to talk to me first. But he was coming up, like, very, very close and like pressing himself on me this is like middle of the day so whatever I did yeah it was very strange whatever I did he moved away but then what he did was he moved to another woman oh my god right so then I was like okay what am I gonna do so I kind of was in her peripheral vision and I was like you okay and she gave me a nod but then I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly. Is he like that? I'm like, I think she was kind of frozen. So then I like, I moved in and I was like, I decided not to, that's what I, I was going to initially say something to him. Yeah. And I was like, no, I won't say something to him. I just went in and started this like 
random conversation with her, like as if we knew each other. Yes. You know, I don't know, even how what it was about. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just like kind of um, break it up. Yeah. But, and then he didn't really fuck off and I was going to step in. I was kind of watching and then she got on the bus and he didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. But I, this is the middle of the day. And it was so, in my head at the time, it was so, like maybe it was just my own past things. But in my head at the time, this was all so intense because it was just, if you wrote out the transcript of it all, And he was just saying things like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're, you know, you know, all this like kind of thing of like, and he said, yeah. are you single? Yeah, you wouldn't be single. You're just so, you know, all this like oh, absolute muck puke shit. Yeah. And obviously yeah. everyone else just walking past about their day. But in my brain, I was just like panicked pa- completely for this woman because yeah. I was like I'm after getting myself away now yeah I can't leave just her throw him onto her mm-hmm. and go oh well that's that yeah. but I have seen things with couples before where I was going to get involved but then yeah thought he had simmered and I felt like if I bring this back up now this is going to Escalate. maybe yeah it's maybe not going to be the best uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ask, I know, or like kind of rile it up again or whatever. Yeah. But so those, it's, it's sometimes it's just a case of looking at somebody and, you know. Oh, yeah. Having that, that those eyes. Yeah. And Ooh. having people that you can kind of talk to in those situations. Yeah. Like I remember a friend had a very aggressive boyfriend and they were they were broken up a long time. And he was like, he wasn't meant to be near her or any, any yeah. that kind of stuff. It was very nasty. And we were out in a pub one night and he walks in. And like she just froze even just seeing him. Okay. Do you yeah. know from the from the arguments they used to have, whatever. Yeah. And I just remember one of the bouncers in Nancy's. He was like walking past and he just saw her because he he knew us. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, What's up? What's wrong? Are you okay? And she was just frozen like this, like nothing was really and he was just like looking around. And this fella was boring his eyes into her and he oh, was like, okay. I'm not having this. Uh, uh, uh. He was like, "You're gone." He was like, "I haven't done anything wrong." He goes, "I don't want this fight. I don't know what's." But he got him out of there. Okay, he was like, "There's yeah. something wrong here," mm. and I know her, and I don't know you. I don't know yeah. who you are. Or what's going on? Now he made the right move. There's more to that story. Yeah, but it, we were very grateful to him that night for being yeah. like, "Going, there's something up here," and yeah. and kind of having the wherewithal, and that's what we need, like training and yeah, and that kind of the silent eyes that. That people can have that you will do to other girls when you're yeah. at a festival and it's whatever time in the morning or in a pub mm. and it's just I need you here and you go sit down or on public transport. Yeah. Try yeah, not to yeah, escalate, yeah. but trying to be there. Um, I was caught in the boob by some randomer in a nightclub a few years ago. I regretted not reacting so much. Um, a guy rubbed my crotch once when I was in a crowded bar and I just stood there. I didn't say a word. I'm so disappointed in myself. Mm. Um, let's see. Sorry, there's there is so many of this, uh, so many of these pinched arse at nine months pregnant, walking up Cruises Street with my mom. I lost my life. Six, mm. nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. What the hell? All Ireland final night in town. Mayo bloke literally put his hand up my vagina while I was at the bar. I froze and all his friends were roaring laughing. It still annoys me to this day. Absolutely horrible. That's disgusting. The laughing. Ah, it's gas. And the thing is, if your friend told you that story, you would um, you would say to them, that's, you've nothing to, uh, you know, you don't need to look back at that situation and be upset about how you behaved or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in that moment, you're so annoyed with yourself that you didn't you're say so something or, you know, but if you were talking to your friend, you'd be just like, don't be annoyed. Like, But you'd also be like, if your friend came back and said something to you, you'd want to go up and say something. I know. But it's yeah. your, the feeling of powerlessness yeah and it kind of puts you in the mindset of physiologically if something happened and a man decided he wanted to attack me there's nothing I could do do you know no, what I mean I if it if it comes to a strength the, of test yeah yeah of course so that's why we're kind of conditioned to yeah okay we need to de-escalate anything that could potentially happen here yeah I think that's I think that's what it is you know 
Uh, I still remember an older guy slapping my arse in the black door in Dublin as I walked into the bar. I got mad at him. His, his response was, what do you expect wearing trousers like that? Jesus Christ. In a taxi one night, the taxi man got out of the car in the middle of nowhere. He went for a pee outside the car. He asked me to pull up his zip when he got back in. Uh. Luckily, nothing happened when I said no, but I think back now and I am so enraged. I didn't report it at the time. Oh, the thing of being in cars is just so, oh my God, yeah. I was 14 in our bathroom and it was was at basement level, says this person. And I was naked looking at my new curves. My neighbor was standing in his driveway, crouched down, looking in the crack in the window. I have never told a soul um, as if I was the gum for being naked in a bathroom. He was looking through a crack in the window. She had it closed. And you know, when you're young and you are like, looking, what's this? Where's this bum come from? Yeah, yeah, of course. And her neighbor was in staring at her. You make me watch Steel Magnolia. I know. Then you fucking do this to me. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. A guy unzipped my jumpsuit. The zip was at the back. I was 25. He was maybe 45. Oh, for fuck's sake. I didn't react like I would have wanted to. His friends tried to apologize, but they were like, it's our one night out a year. He can't help himself. The unzipping was after telling him to leave me and my friend alone approximately 10 times beforehand. He can't help himself, love. Sure, he can't help himself. He only gets away from the ball and chain one night a year. He has to go around and assault people. Can't help himself. What are you talking about? There are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of stories. He showed me and I knew there was going to be like a lot of responses but I couldn't believe the, I couldn't believe the actual, the extent. I couldn't believe The video it. just kept going. It was, it was longer than Steel Magnolias. That's how long it was. The video was just on and on and on. <laughs> but like, not like we're not um, surprised by it or whatever. We're not surprised I by it. I think someone needs to like, just delve into this and just, um, because you know? it is a culture like there's there's no repercussions for an awful lot of these stories yes because what i was asking for with people i was like you know your frozen moments mm. because the repercussions of something much more serious and we know that there are much more serious things i do think that taking your penis out and rubbing it against a woman when yeah you're not in a consent condition where you might be leading towards some sort of yeah. sexual interaction with consent yeah that should be reported most of these things should be reported to the yeah. guards and I was really and worried. Be, yeah, it's not things people do. And then you say, oh, well, that was a bit of a thrill. There was a lot of creepy uncle stories as well. Like just uncles being creepy, which really freaked me out. Yeah, and I had a... Well-known, always well-known for... related, I had a... I had um, a older person connected to family in a kitchen. This is like, very, like you know, daytime family setting. And he was talking about... Uh, people, uh, the junior cert students going out on junior cert night and wasn't it terrible and all that. Well, he was fucking tanked and his hand like starts slipping, slipping, slipping. Um, but he was cremated, so. His hand was going down to your boob? Yeah. Froze. Other people in the room, it was such a sly what? movement. Oh yeah. my, did he have his hand around you? Yeah, like, you know, like, kind of start on the shoulder. And as he's talking about, like, all these young people. <coughs> oh, puke. Other people in the room. Yeah, but, like, people were in the, if they were in the kitchen. So, like, you know, kind of backs were turned and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, like, you know, yeah. 10 seconds or whatever. But he's dead, so. This is, there was one um, one message. I can't find it here now. And I remember yeah. it was it was just like that. It was um, a woman whose uncle walked up to her grabbed both her breasts when she was about 18 and said, I remember when my wives were like that. Yeah. All you can think about is like, just like full force elbow to the fucking face. That's like the fantasy of that scenario, isn't it? Are you ready for this? Now, there was a good few of these as well. 
And of course, just to let everyone know, I did talk to an awful yes. lot of these women and be like, I hope that you reported what's going on, all this kind of stuff. Doctor yeah. Story, having a pelvic internal exam for an ovarian tumor. The nurse was stood outside the curtain and when he took his hand out of my vagina, I could see he didn't have a glove on. When I got myself together to get up off the table, I could see the glove balled up on the floor. It haunts me. I did nothing but cry all the way home for and for a week afterward. Yeah. Ready for another one? First. Oh, I don't know. That one now actually really got me there. It, it, I feel like I'm going to cry. Okay, one more. That's what someone did. Oh, God, that's horrible. She was being examined for a tumor. Yeah. An ovarian tumor. Yeah. Can you imagine the vulnerable position that you're in? That's just, oh, God. First first maternity appointment when pregnant with baby number one. While I was still lying on the examination table after the doctor had checked my belly, he decided to unhook my bra and give me an unnecessary breast exam. When I requested a different doctor for my care from that point on, the nurses were not even slightly surprised. Clearly happened all the time. Uh, Yeah, I have got so many stories of doctors doing that. Because you probably got even more after you showed me as well. Yeah, Yeah. I can't even explain to you. I cannot explain to you the amount of messages. It's so depressing that you're like... You're, it's like a shock, but not surprised. I just don't know what we do. What about this? Went to the guards to report a peeping Tom. The guards response was, didn't he pick a fine girl all the same? It was like something out of the Dumbelievables. Oh, for fuck. When I, when I read sake. that, when I had to message her, I was like, I'm actually, I burst out laughing. Cause she described it so perfectly. Yeah. But it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, isn't it? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh God. In a pub years ago, a guy grabbed me from behind between my legs and pinched his fingers into my vagina and vulva. I froze in shock. He looked at the shock and upset in my face and nastily said, I must be frigid because I didn't like it. I can't explain the level of embarrassment and shame I felt. My friend told a bouncer and he kicked him out, but I was mortified and just wanted to hide. I could go on, but I'm not going to do that because I think it's just gotten a bit. It's it was it, it was a lot, and I did try to get back to as many people as yeah. I could. I spent basically Friday trying to get back to people, and there is a lot of people thinking about their responses to things when they were younger and indeed yeah. now and what they do. And I think that what Louise Crowley, the professor Louise Crowley is doing in UCC with mm. the bystander intervention program is really amazing that we need to look at it because we, we have to do something. Make a fuss. Tell everyone. If you can't call it out, make a fuss after. Tell someone about mm. it. Don't let anyone ever say that you're hysterical, that you're making a big deal out of nothing, that you can't take a joke. That's not true. It's their joke. The joke. We're not included in the joke. We're being left out from the joke. The joke has nothing to do with us. We are being made fun of. And we don't have to be complicit in that. We do not have to be okay with what people are doing to us. And again, I really do know it's not all men. And I know that there are so many amazing men and we don't ever want to make men think that they're per- they're that they're automatically perpetrators. But we can all be in this together by going, no, this isn't okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of about not... Uh the normalization of like uh, unacceptable behavior has to stop, doesn't it? Yeah. That our normal needs to be, we need to like move it on. Yeah. I think I thought it'd be kind of that we were making it worse. Like there's been so much talk about consent. Yeah. Like so many messages from 18 year olds gone. And I was like, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's kind of what you said. It's about, I think, it definitely there's a there's a feeling of like the bigger picture yeah there's a course. level of understanding because we're trying to do some yeah. like finally people are getting custodial sentences for raping people which wasn't a thing that happened before. yeah but i think this like you know on the scale not you know not to diminish them but the smaller you know everyday kind of the everyday is, microaggressions absolutely yeah the things i we think just that's what yeah it is. And it clearly affected a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And people, like, you think back to these moments and go, why didn't I do something? Oh, yeah. No, to be honest, like, a couple of them where you were saying it, I was just like, 
I was starting to think of like scenarios. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, I was like memories. Stuff comes back. Yeah. This was the thing. I started. It was this one thing. And then all these Course. people's stories. Yeah. And I was like, yep, yep. That's happened. That's mm-hmm. happened. That's happened. That's happened. And you're trying not to think about them. And yeah. then you think of that. And I think I would like to apologize because I'm sure there's people who, if you've made it to the end of this very dark episode, mm. going, Jesus, that happened to me. And it's not cool. Yeah. And we should be able to say that without thinking that we are being minus crack. Well, I hope any of the people that messaged you even got a little bit of like relief from being able to say tell f- somebody else about it or yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Just be able to say it like you're not yeah. alone. This is a behavior that's been normalized, but we don't have to think that it's normal and it's yeah. happening to millions of people all the time. It's not cool. Um. We're going to so. talk about fucking uh, paddle pushes next week. Yeah. What do you think? Do you rate them or not? Uh, what are you doing on your summer holidays? Are you using uh, dry shampoo? That kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking wreck now. <laughs> I, I, I've been Emma Dorn. She's been fucking wearing O'Connell. <laughs> and this has been... And another thing. Hope you're well. Hope you're well, yeah. Did we just do a holly there? A holly? First of all, I hope you're okay. Uh, no, no, no. Come no. on. Uh, thanks for listening. If you made it to the end, fair play to you. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.